is the Odd and Offbeats podcast. Hey, Oddballs, welcome to the ninth episode of the Odd and Offbeat podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-judicious Louis Fox. Hell yeah, my judgment's that good that uh, I can eyeball things and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I probably should have chose a, a different word for you because a judicious does mean good judgment. And uh, in case you're new to this program, we are a podcast that shares weird yet interesting news stories to make your life more magical. Yeah, we're like the uh, unicorn on the hill. It, well, the unicorn on the grassy knoll. Yeah, <laughs> the unicorn that shot at Kennedy. <laughs> we all know it was really the leprechaun. Uh, anyway, so what, <laughs> like an don't, of, don't judge what's Potter. about to, Don't judge what you're about to hear off this pre-show banter. Uh, and ju- judging off that pre-show banter, you'd be surprised that we have no sponsors yet. What? What? No sponsors. My daughter was going to kick us five bucks she found to buy coffee for us but I was like, that's not going to get Matt his coffee. No, I uh, I drink a vanilla, almond, soy, cardamom, <laughs> triple shot, <laughs> breast milk latte. Have you ever tried breast milk? And it's $300. No, I never have. Oh, okay. So when my wife was pregnant, she shot something into a cup. Because I was like... I- I got to see what it's all about. From distance or just from... Uh, <laughs> through a flaming hoop? <laughs> yes. It's like a fleecer. Did you put it, the cup on top of your head? <laughs> she, she stands in the kitchen. You're in the living room. She shot it off of me. <laughs> she William told that. <laughs> she went a stuffed animal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's remarkably gross. Oh, okay. So wait, so she put it into a cup for you yeah. when she was nursing? or I, I'm she... trying to remember if she was pumping and we poured some or if she just squirted it in. I don't remember. I just remember it was probably the grossest thing I've ever had in my life. Really? Yeah. To drink breast milk was the grossest thing you've ever I ever had put in your... my mouth in my life. And you just took a shot of alcohol with a mummified toe in it. Heck yeah! Recently. The breast I milk hope your wife is not listening to this. One of these two things. Um, one makes me drunk, and apparently one will make a girl up to be a big boy. So your daughter is going to donate uh, five dollars. That's very sweet of her, and I appreciate that. And that means a lot because it's weird that. Your daughter's willing to give $5, but you have put nothing financially into this podcast it's whatsoever. All, all sweat equity. It's like I'm flipping houses over here. <laughs> and and you, you sweat very little. So. <laughs> so thank you to your daughter for the idea of... Yeah, dollars. I know. I said, make it ten. You're in. Oh, you yeah. Got, you got to be a. You we would be actually a, say her name if it was ten dollars. Like you want to be a. You want to be a gold sponsor, not a bronze sponsor. <laughs> your bro- your daughter probably has more money in her bank account than I do. She does. <laughs> That's probably true. She, I think anyone. She, she's like, I will buy and sell you, Matt. <laughs> you have. I think everyone who doesn't have a negative uh, in front of their balance of their bank account has yeah. more money than me. <laughs> if you have a symbol in front of your bank account that's not a dollar sign. <laughs> yeah, that would be my bank account at this point. So um, we don't have sponsors, but uh, we're working on it, folks. And we're working on getting us up on a couple other things. We're working on Stitcher and Spotify. Yeah, we're working on it. Hopefully by the time you hear this, that will have happened. Yeah, so uh, you can get your odd and offbeat news uh, from a variety of different sources. Now, speaking of getting on things, I heard you had an experience on an elevator. That was the worst transition. I was speaking of getting on things. 
That was better than my segue to breast milk. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. So I was in, uh, I just was in Cuba again, doing a work in a cruise. It's essentially, I, I, when I'm on this specific cruise ship, I'm on the first floor. And so the buffet and dinner is on the 10th floor. So every night I have to take from the first to the 10th floor. So I get on the first floor and these, this couple gets on with me. We go first floor to second floor. Okay. And so there's only three people in the elevator. Second floor, this enormous group of people and I'm not like just like you know proportionally yeah. enormous there's a lot of them so I get pushed to the very corner of the elevator and the two people get pushed like right to the, my face so I'm like and you're like no one puts Matt in the corner yeah well no I could like smell their your hair shampoo you uh-huh. know it was like that how close it was I could taste uh, I could I could taste their DNA yeah oh yeah and so essentially these people go up two floors and the large group gets off and so it's me and the two people left in the elevator, mm-hmm. and they don't move. Of course not. The whole elevator is completely empty, and these people are pressed up against me, and I'm in the corner, and I'm like making the like. <clears throat> <clears throat> they could feel me cough in the back of their head, and they don't move at all. Yeah, like, they were. What the? What? What is wrong with these people? It's like the uh, elevator freak dance, is what that is. I don't know, like if it was like they thought it was funny, or if they were just like I. I They're I, like it's one more floor. You're no, good. we rode up for like four or five floors. It was like, you can move just a little bit. You should have started dancing. Oh, yeah, right? I should have just pulled my pants down. Or just like, sort of like... <laughs> you, you can't see what Matt... <laughs> just started like whacking off in the elevator. <laughs> or just like, you know, like... You should be like, pardon me, I gotta, I gotta whack off. I should have snee- sneezed on them or like tickled their ear. Or... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give them the wet willy. Oh, absolutely. There was this story about a uh, person who was found in the water like mm-hmm. off that fell off of a cruise ship and a carnival cruise ship came up to them to pick him up and they're like they moved him along they waved him along they waved like, him no, no, we're, waiting for, we're waiting for a better cruise line <laughs> we're waiting for all of America to come on keep going keep going how are your Yelp reviews <laughs> no keep going well you've been on a, you were on a cruise where they picked up uh, some drifters from off of Cuba they did pick up people uh, I didn't see it though we heard about it kind of after it happened oh yeah because I have uh, all my because I work on ships and I have a lot of friends who work on ships and you know my friends tell me stories about picking up people who are floating away from Cuba mm-hmm. and uh, they have to pick them up it's it's like against maritime, maritime law yeah. to not pick them up and the worst part about it is they take them back to Cuba <laughs> but they get a buffet oh, yeah. <laughs> they get, I mean of all the things to get picked up and, and taken back by and they're not even trying to get to America they're no. just trying to get picked up by a cruise they ship they want some shrimp <laughs> I just want some caviar yeah you know, you know I could go for some baked Alaska right now <laughs> float on a door to get to a cruise so uh, so what about you man uh, any awkward or stuff happened this week yeah I got a complaint uh, for asking a kid to be quiet it was pretty sweet naturally well uh, his guardian was yelling at me for 40 minutes. Kid interrupts the guardian who's yelling at me. And how the guardian deals with the kid interrupting physically holds the mouth shut wow. of the kid. So so that's why you got the complaints. You did it wrong. Yeah. You asked nicely. You said, could you please be she, quiet? She's like, how is he ever going to learn? What you're supposed to do is smack him in the face <laughs> like I do. Yeah. I just think it's absurd that someone would complain about you doing their job. Yeah. This kid was disrupting, I'm assuming, your show, yeah. correct? Like, no, I was just yelling at some kid in the <laughs> library. <laughs> he was down the street. I'm trying to look up porn on this free internet. <laughs> hey, keep it down over here. Keep it down, stupid child. 
I'm assuming uh, you didn't tell me exactly what happened, but it was because of your show. Yeah. So you were doing your show. A kid interrupted. You asked him to be quiet. He interrupted several times. Yeah. And that's what they complained about. That is so crazy. And there was no other adult that stepped in. Nope. Wow. How is that your job? It's not. Your job is to be there and entertain, not babysit. Yeah. Right? I love that. Like, that happens to me a lot when I'll go and do shows for, if it's a family show, sometimes the parents will just drop their kids off and then they'll go and, you know, smoke weed or whatever. I don't know Mm -hmm. what the, what the hell they're doing, but. You know what they're doing? It's sexy time if it's on the ship. Oh yeah. Maybe. It doesn't happen on the ship so much. More like concerts in the park or like at a fair or something like that. Yeah. It's like, we've dealt with them for seven years. You can deal with them for 45 minutes. Yeah, you got this. You got it's, this, man. It's like, we can't afford a babysitter, but we can afford to, to drop them off at the fair. We can afford a comedy stunt show for free. <laughs> well, it's just, and it's just like, sometimes, you know, kids throw stuff. They just scream at you. And it's like, why am I having to sacrifice the greatness of this? Sh- well, not greatness. Why wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what, you know, what do you and this cup of whiskey have know, in true. common? They're both full of themselves. <laughs> I, I was—that's uh, not the word I wanted to use. <laughs> Essentially, what I'm trying to say is that all these other people have to suffer because I am now forced to deal with this kid, you know. Yeah. And so these other people who came to see the show uh, because this parent has slacked off and are not doing their job of like, you know, what, uh, to me that's like what a great learning opportunity to sit with the child and yeah, and you know, learn how to how to behave at a show. Yeah, and then you can point out like these are the things you don't want to do in your life. Yeah, look at the bad decisions that Matt made in his life. <laughs> you should stay in school and not use so many drugs. There you go, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe get a vasectomy. There you go. <laughs> And while you're at it, kick him 20 bucks for a DVD so he can afford a vasectomy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I think I would probably sell more DVDs if I told people that I, all the money was going to a vasectomy. They're like, yes, please. Should we get to Let, some weird stories? Let's get to some weird stories. All right, let's do it. Let's get to some weird news. All right. This story comes from independent.co.uk. That's a website more reputable than a Wells Fargo banker trying to make a sales quota. Ooh, I like that. It's poignant, (laughs) true, and funny. And timely. Yes. Uh, So the story goes... Dead woman found alive in morgue fridge. Like I was like, in the fridge, next to Carl's lunch. <laughs> my name's on that. <laughs> and uh, I have to shout out to my brother because my brother sent this to me. So uh, Your thank- brother sent us a lot of stuff. Hey, he's a good dude, man. He's a know? good dude who has nothing to do all day. He wasn't the best brother growing up, but uh, later in life, he's turning out to be a uh, good resource for weird <laughs> stories. <laughs> a good researcher. <laughs> uh, so it says, ambulance service says paramedics found no form of life at car crash scene and there's I like a- how it's no form of life like aliens yeah. there's no amoebas <laughs> the Mars rovers we, out we there de- we brought in Mulder and Scully and they <laughs> cleared the scene so yeah. we're good and there's a, actually a picture of I don't know if this is the specific person because if it is this is super messed up but it's a picture of a person on an ambulance stretcher in a body bag strapped down I think it might be. It says, female victim declared dead at scene and placed in fridge. Yeah, but who's... But then it says Getty, so it's Getty Images after it. Yeah, but why are they taking pictures of her in the morgue fridge in a body bag on the ambulance gurney? <laughs> they had to crop out the guy's selfie. <laughs> they had to crop out some dude's face. The story goes, a woman pronounced dead after a car crash in 
South Africa has been found alive in a morgue fridge. You know, that's the ultimate, like, you know, South Africa being super white is like the ultimate white privilege. Like, you know what? I'm not dead. South Africa is not super white. Isn't it? No. It's, Isn't that the white area? No. South Africa is like, right? I believe there's probably more black people in South Africa than there are white people. Look this up. All right. Look uh, this up. This is going to be the sweetest thing. How many white, <laughs> white people in... I love that we can maybe edit out your racial ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just tell you um, from skimming this... Uh, From uh, facts I'm making up to make myself look better.com. <laughs> I like how there's a white South Africans uh, Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. Did you go to white supremacists in South Africa? <laughs> it's, it's, it's white South Africans. Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, movie. that's always a great one to get your facts at. <laughs> yeah. So this is so there's 80 percent black people in south africa and 8.4 percent white people in south africa <laughs> looking says colored at 8.9 yeah i don't what know what does that mean i don't know uh what that means that's a little unusual and then indian slash asian is 2.5 in south africa yeah anyways i don't know how that even brought got brought up <laughs> It's amazing you don't know. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a, that was why apartheid was so crazy. Okay, that, like a small, small minority controlled the majority. Ah, okay. Yeah. So that's. I mean, and you know, they got over. That wasn't long ago, dude. That's I crazy know. stuff. All right. So, uh, anyways, a woman pronounced dead after a car crash in South Africa has been found alive in a morgue fridge. The unnamed victim was involved in a pileup outside of Carletonville near Johannesburg in the early hours of 24th of June. Her car reportedly turned over, throwing all three occupants out and killing two of them. Jeez. Or three, and she's a zombie. Oh, yeah. I hope they. I don't know if they're going to talk about this in the article because I haven't read it yet. How? Why would they go back over the dead bodies after they've declared them dead and see if they're alive? Yeah, maybe they're like, you know, they they go to like cut her open to do an autopsy. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's like, whoa. hey, slow down a little bit. Yeah. Or like the weirdo sex fetish people that have sex with dead bodies come ah. in, and then you know they pull her out. And they're like, "Hey, that one was still breathing." Yeah, I want, I want my. Uh, money I paid back. you seventy dollars <laughs> to have sex with a dead person. I spent seventy kroners or whatever they have there. <laughs> the woman was declared dead at the scene and placed in a fridge. How fast do they put these people in a fridge? You got to get them on. Like, they start stinking quick. Really, the death to fridge in zero point seven yeah, seconds. It's like a Ferrari. Jeez, private ambulance company distress alert said she showed no form of life. South African news outlet Times Live reported. But what's their like form? Of, they're like, oh, uh, we held a mirror under her. Yeah, <laughs> it's right? like That's, Deadwood. Yeah, it's just like ah, I didn't fog up. She's dead. But when a morgue worker checked her body, they found she was breathing. That sounds super creepy when the morgue is like, oh, no, wait. checking your body, yo. She was taken to a hospital east of Johannesburg, and an investigation was opened into the incident. Garrett Bragnick, distress alert operations manager, said paramedics followed the correct procedures to ensure the woman was not alive, including looking for signs of a pulse and breathing. This seems very, uh, like, 1930s United States. Yeah, I imagine this happened all the time back in the day. Yeah, well, that's why they like had all those weird patents for like, oh, it's a bell you can ring from your casket. I just don't know how how lifeless are you where you your where your breathing is does you can't even it's tell so your shallow. Breath, it's so shallow. Yeah, that they think you're dead unless she was like super big. Ooh, maybe. But then she, if she was super big, she probably wouldn't got thrown out of the car. 
I don't think she did get thrown out of the car. Two of the people got uh, thrown out of the car. She might have stayed in there. So you're saying she's so large that she couldn't have been thrown out? Yeah. How'd she get in the car? <laughs> That's what they should be investigating. The puzzle is what came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> did they build this Mini Cooper around her? <laughs> or, or she's sitting there and eat, just start eating. <laughs> equipment used to determine life showed no form of life on the woman, he told Times Live. What kind of equipment? The life determining equipment. Yeah, the uh, it's like a stud finder, but for for life. <laughs> like the mirror that you were saying. Like, <laughs> we've spent. Uh, they're doing fundraisers. They can't. We need ten thousand dollars to buy new mirrors. Did they ever try like <laughs> to buy new mirrors? <laughs> Larry broke them all. Seven thousand years of bad luck that guy's got. That's probably why all these people died. That's why this, this giant car pileup is all our mirrors broke. <laughs> Uh, this did not happen because our paramedics are not properly trained. There's there is no proof of any negligence of our crew, except for her her living body. Except the fact <laughs> that she's in a refrigerator in a morgue. No <laughs> negligence. No negligence. There's no proof. <laughs> it is not the first time such a discovery has been made in South Africa. Of course not. We just made a dis- Louis just made a discovery <laughs> in South- about South Africa. It blew my mind. <laughs> in 2011, a 50- I kind of feel like public school shafted me on that one. I think I think my uh, 1964 textbook uh, whitewashed that just a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's not the first time. So in 2011, a 50 year old man spent 24 hours in an Eastern Cape mortuary before he woke up and started screaming. Hell yeah, I'd start screaming. <laughs> 2016, a man from Kwa Mashu was declared dead at the scene of a road traffic accident, but was found breathing the next day when his family went to view his body. He was taken to hospital, but reportedly died around five hours later. Dude, that's gotta mess you up. You're like, alright, dad's dead, let's go see him. Hey, what's up? Hey! Oh! And then he dies. And then he dies. Oh, wow. So he died twice, essentially. Yeah. Can you, in like a 24-hour period, you're having like a crazy roller coaster of emotions. God, I couldn't imagine that. Because the second time he dies, you're like, hmm, if I come back tomorrow. Yeah, right? I'm just confused at the whole process. So they declared him dead, but... Hang on. Let's see if we can get Steve on the phone. Yeah, he's doing a show for me right now. Right now? Well, he might. Uh, it might be over, but... Hang on. Hey, Steve, I'm here with Matt. Uh, we're doing a podcast right now. Hey, Steve. You are. So we have a quick question for you. When you were a, All right. when you were a paramedic, how would you tell if someone was alive or dead? Uh, how did I tell or how did like a real guy tell? <laughs> both. I, both. I, it was inversely proportional to how soon uh, I would be getting off work. <laughs> so when I, was, uh, when I was a paramedic, in fact, when I was in paramedic school, there was a Seattle Fire uh, Department had gone, and uh, I think it was an engine company, but they went and they looked at a dead guy and they said, that's a dead guy. Coroner came, put him in a bag, took him to the morgue. Somebody noticed the bag was moving, then they opened up the bag, and the guy wasn't all the way dead. So then they <laughs> took him up to the... Uh, Just dead on the inside. Took him up to the ER, and then he died like a few hours later. But it was a big uh, sort of uh, news story at the time. This was in uh, 92 or 93. What, what had happened is that they, they just, you know, I know a dead guy when I see one, that's a dead guy. <laughs> Okay. And they were right. They just went, they just had the wrong day. <laughs> <laughs> just gave him the sniff test. So it happens often. It happens often. This is a common thing. The way that we were trained actually then sort of changed, where it required 
you put on um, uh, so um, some some really bad music and see if the guy swats off yeah, the headphones. On, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you um, uh, Grateful Dead. If they start uh, responding to that, no, so uh, everybody that you, uh, as a uh, fire department EMT or uh, even as a paramedic, as a paramedic we did this anyway, but EMTs have machines that are um, called 12 lead machines and uh, now they have defibrillator uh, they're, they're more, a little bit more simple but at the time it was three patches and um, it showed you a, uh, a cardiac rhythm ah. and you could only uh, uh, say somebody was dead on a rhythm that was um, asystole if there was any cardiac uh, uh, rhythms other than that you then had to call a paramedic, and then the paramedics would come out, and it was up to them to then say, you know, there is electrical activity, but there is no pulse. There is, you know, the eyes are fixed and dilated. There's like a number of, uh, of uh, I guess, tests, for lack of a better word, okay. to determine whether or not the patient will wake up in the morgue or not, which is really, that's all we were interested in. <laughs> yeah, so um, the first the first thing that you do... Um, you give them a nutshot? Is, ...is establish responsiveness. If they are unresponsive, then you go through uh, other protocols and stuff, and then part of that is then putting on a uh, cardiac rhythm determination um, uh, machine, and then uh, there is no heart activity. Uh, when I was, um, I don't know, five or six years into the paramedic program, once again, Seattle <laughs> transported a dead guy. Well, not really a dead guy, almost a dead guy. And the same thing happened, and um, I think somebody was actually disciplined then. I don't know if I they were like, forced into retirement or something like that. But it was, a, it was an EMT. It was actually a ladder company. Okay. You know, and those guys, wow. when I was a, I worked as an ambulance uh, so I was a firefighter. I worked part-time in Seattle as an ambulance um, uh, guy. <laughs> you, I worked part-time as an ambulance. <laughs> I'm a transformer. Yeah, Just an on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like, woo! I had the voice for it. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> so I would go on calls, and they would tell me. They would say, these guys don't know what they're doing. I, I started CPR more times working for Shepherd Ambulance than I ever did as a firefighter or paramedic. Wow. Though engine company would show up they'd look down and go um yeah i'm not sure what that i think the guy's just really sick take him in and you know we would check a pulse and be like uh, the kid doesn't have a pulse we say, hey, we have a monitor put a monitor on Good start Lord. cpr they'd call the medics they would transport it that had, had to happen i don't know 12 15 times at least wow and but you know what those guys were unfazed we're a ladder company what do you want <laughs> I mean, you want the stuff moved out of the way we could do that yeah Roof's on fire, we can do that. <laughs> All right. a dead guy to a, to a live guy, and it's working outside our... That's uh, not your in your box. Uh, I like grade. it. Does any of that make sense? Yes, that helped us out. In the hospital, when they have, they have more machines, uh -huh. what they will do is actually an EEG, and they will look for brain activity. So they will call somebody who is dead who still might have a, uh, a rhythm, a pulse, Mm -hmm. But they'll see that they have no brain uh, activity uh, whatsoever, and that's when they'll pull the plug. That's uh, Terry Schiavo and all that other kind okay. of stuff, which is oh. a whole other thing. So, yep. hey, I love the I love the, I love the uh, podcast or the 
podcast design. Ah, <laughs> nice. Well, thanks, thanks for being on. Glad you guys. Great job. <laughs> thanks. Bye. See ya. All right. Well, that is our uh, comedian. Uh, he's he did, was a paramedic and firefighter. He's and, had every job. Ever. Yeah, and then he, now he's a comedian and magician full time yeah. and granddad. Um, so apparently, this is not an uncommon thing. Wow! And I, I'm looking up another story, and um, it's uh, it's pretty funny because essentially, it's the the story is on the same website as the one that we we use this for, independent.co.uk. It says true tales of people coming back to life during funerals and in mortuaries after being declared dead. And there's a picture of a, a really old lady, and it says so called zombie grand. <laughs> Six days after her death. And so it talks about a story about this person named uh, Watson Franklin Mandujano Doroteo uh, was declared dead on October 21st. And at um, the 28-year-old's funeral, open casket funeral, people were noticing that the rib cage was raising and falling as he can... As They're like, they really made the corpse look lifelike. Yeah. They're like, geez, what did they pump into this guy? They got robotics like, and nana. <laughs> yeah, it's like super <laughs> animatronic. It uh, opens his eyes and sees <laughs> yeah. it's a small world after all. <laughs> and, and then the pew goes down a waterfall. <laughs> uh, and then they called in the doctor. The doctor showed that the this person had vital signs. They took him to the hospital and sadly the person died Four days later, like we said earlier, that yeah. and it's just uh, so. This is uh, not a, an uncommon thing. Yeah. So if you're going to kill somebody, make sure they're dead. <laughs> finish the job. Yeah. Finish the job. Jeez, that's funny. That's so. That's a, a real. Story. That really has more to do with our, our slacker culture in America. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> or South Africa. <laughs> South Africa. Oh, so that's wild, man. That is crazy. Weird News Story Part 2. This story is from alt929boston.com. Yeah. Where we get our West Coast news about Europe. Alt Boston. (laughs) The alternative to Boston. Yes. New York. (laughs) So the title is Giant Penis Mural to be Painted Over After Stiff Resistance from Locals. Ah, I see what they did there. Yes. You see that? They put that in. And then the subhead is, so the subhead, one could argue the artist got shafted. Ooh, okay. That's two. That's two sexual innuendos. I'm going to count them. All right. A five-story mural of a blue penis painted on a Stockholm apartment building is to be covered up after locals mobilized against it. I'm going to go three because that covered up. Mobilized. (laughs) Stockholm. Very sexual. Stockholm was very sexual. They said penis in that one. (laughs) There's a picture that accompanies the article and it's very well done. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that that is a blue penis. It's a giant blue penis. So the piece by artist Carolina Falkholt was up for only a week before neighbors began to take action. The company that owns the block, Atrium Lundgenberg, told the local publication Aftenblattet that they have received multiple complaints. I like how it took a week for the complaints to come in. Yeah, it's like, well, how do you not know what that is? I mean, it's veiny, it's blue, it, but it does fit to the contour of the building perfectly. Fortunately, it's a, it's a great wiener. Uh, <laughs> culture and art are important in developing interesting urban environments. About as interesting as having a giant blue wiener on the side of your apartment. Culture and art are important in developing an interesting urban environments. Camellia Klimt, H.M. Lundgenberg's marketing manager, told 
Afton Blatt, according to The Guardian. That <sighs> was the worst <laughs> sentence ever. There was a lot of J's and... There was some, some loons, <laughs> some blattets. Of course, we care about artistic freedom, but at the same time, we must respect neighbors' opinions. But then if the neighbors' opinions are like, you know what? Rent should be half. They would not respect those. Yeah. Uh, what are those called? The homeowners? <laughs> There's homeowners association for the apartment building. I don't think so. I mean, there could be. Well, what I wonder is, like, do not consult with the artist of what they're going to do beforehand. I think, like, when you hired an artist, that would be maybe the first thing you would say. Like, hey, no penises. That would be the first question. Painted. That, yeah. No, when I had a guy paint my bathroom, I was like, all right. We want this um, eggshell white and no penises. No penises, all right? Listen. <laughs> this is a conversation that you would think that they would have. I was at the grocery store one time, and they have the uh, cork board with where everyone puts their business cards. Yeah. If I can find the picture, if I took a picture of this, if I can find a picture, I'll put it on the website. Um, it was the photographer's name, so it's like, you know, William Smith photography, weddings, bar mitzvahs, no porn pics. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, and what I'm what I'm wondering is that like, don't they aren't they watching it being painted? Like, I would think when they do the outline of the penis, they would be like, okay, th- we let's stop this person now from continuing. Maybe they're like, it looks like a penis, but it's going to be a spaceship. Yeah, it's, gonna, it's really a rocket ship. Yeah, it's like <laughs> to support to support our country, Stockholm's <laughs> giant uh, space program. <laughs> Klimt added that they would let the penis remain for a short amount of time so others can enjoy the art before it's painted over. I would think, though, you, by leaving it, everyone's desensitized to the wiener now. And the longer you leave it, the less it matters. I'll be honest with you, though. Like, uh, I'm not a huge fan of, like, pornographic paintings. Okay. In, but this is, it, I mean, it is very pornographic, but it's well done. It looks good. It, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know. know if it's, bo- it doesn't bother it's me. It's a body part. I wouldn't say it's pornographic. Yeah, I mean, it's not like railing. Something. It is. It is an erect penis, though. It's not. It would a be funny. If, penis. It'd be funny if there's just like a crack in the building and the penis disappeared into the crack. <laughs> a window it goes. But it into. is. A, it definitely is erect. So yes. you know. So there is some sort of uh, sexual sexualized element of it. The company reportedly didn't know in advance that Falkolt was going to put a massive penis on one of its buildings. Mm-hmm. Falkolt's phallic work has drawn public opprobrium. Yeah, I don't know what that word is. Appro- uh, appropriate? Uh, opprobrium? Opprobrium before. I'm sure it has if we know what that meant. <laughs> in December, her depiction of a giant red penis covered the wall of an apartment building on Broom Street in New York. And it was painted over three days later. Okay, so... So when she brought her portfolio out and it was a... It's just pages of giant penises. Giant dicks. Well, what, what, like, did they not do research on what other arts this person does? Like, She's like, no, that's a, that's a pickle. Well, yeah, clearly she, this artist does has done penises before. I would think that when that, hiring them, they would know who they're hiring. Yeah. Right? It's like once I performed... Uh, uh, I, I perform on Disney Cruise Lines a lot, uh, and uh, when they just when they released their uh, their most newest ship, which was like six years ago, they hired Bob Saget to come filthy to come on and perform. Yeah. And I was like, why the hell would they have Bob Saget? He's like one of the dirtiest comics that there is, and apparently they didn't do their research. And then he did his show, and people walked out and were up in arms about it. And I'm like. What the hell are you doing? Like, do your research on what the artist does. You can't just be like, oh, this is a fa- this is a name. This artist obviously paints penises. Yeah. And so, 
Yeah, what the hell? What hell do you think? You get you call. I mean, when I had the guy paint my bathroom, I called and got a couple references. <laughs> so Falkolt, who did not respond to request for comment, told the Guardian in 2017 that her work is meant to signify not feeling ashamed of our bodies or of sexuality. I usually paint giant vaginas, pussies, and cunts. <laughs> Falkholt told the publication. <laughs> very nonchalant. Well, I usually paint vaginas and pussies. But. So that, that's why they weren't expecting the penis. They're, oh, yeah. That, maybe that's what they're mad about. They, we wanted the vagina. Yeah. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted some labia up there. Uh, now I just got this big that's weird shaft. Falkholt told the publication, and since I had just finished one on the side of a five-story building, I felt like a dick was needed. The wall space on Broom was perfect fit for it. To paraphrase the artist, Judith Bernstein, if a dick can go into a woman, it can go on a wall. Right, that's a great quote. And that's a t-shirt slogan that, right I'm there. I'm getting that tattooed. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I, that just goes to, that's what I'm saying is like, okay, this person's portfolio clearly is genitalia. Yep. And you guys reached out to this specific artist to have them paint. That's like having Cat Williams perform at your four-year-old's baptism. You yeah. know, it's like, <laughs> like... Having Cat Williams perform at your AA meeting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, what the hell are you doing? Like, you do your research. Like, you're hiring this person. You can't get mad. Well, like, it was... They said that they didn't know that she would paint that, but... But they didn't ask. Like, well, but when you hire a person who only paints vaginas and penises... You know, you don't hire them to paint, like, some flowers or, like, uh, you know, The Last Supper. I'm curious what they're putting over it. I'd be, It should be, like... A chimney? A, ch- a chimney. A pair of jeans. <laughs> What's on the building? <laughs> Just put a big condom over it. That's the thing. Is like, come on, Sweden. Like, you're a progressive country. You have free education, free health care. You can tolerate some, tolerate some penis art. Yeah, they're like, but it's blue. It looks weird. Yeah, come on, Sweden. Like, you're, you're letting me down in how I view you. Yeah. You know? I wonder what, like, the determining factor for the artist is to decide if she draws a vagina or a penis. She well, she like, had said she had just done a vagina uh, across town. But if she looks at the... Well, then she said that the, the, space, the, the was, space was anatomically correct yeah. for her the for the penis. But I wonder if she's like, you know what this wall needs? Purple vagina. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. I see a... Blue penis? Tie-dye penis. <laughs> but can you imagine the painting company that has to paint over it? It's like covering up a bad tattoo. Like, what was it before? giant penis what do you want to change it to yeah i don't know a mushroom field i just don't know why people would be mad at that i mean I, it's a penis you know it's like instead of teaching sex ed you just take the kids on a, a neighborhood one neighborhood walk you take, you take the kids to this lady's gallery <laughs> yeah it's like save save time and resources and promote the arts at the yeah, same time absolutely <laughs> you're like what'd you learn at school today went to the art gallery we learned about architecture mm-hmm Penises, vaginas, and... uh, And more penises. And more penises. (laughs) That's that's too bad that it's getting painted over, because it is nice. But, you know, people would flaw, especially with our selfie culture in the world. It would would be a huge tourist attraction. Of course. Yeah, you could make money off it. Think of the amount of... Uh, pictures that would be taken with your mouth open under it and the penis coming out of it like yeah. you're swallowing like the, like or the like Eiffel Tower or like people holding it on their head oh totally yeah it's, it'd be great it'd be a huge huge tourist come attraction. on Stockholm step it up you need to up your Snapchat I don't even know uh, anything games. about Stockholm like but now I know they have a penis mural yeah and they did and there's a syndrome for <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> they, yeah see that's I think the, you can see that they need they yeah. need to leave it up long enough so that finally <laughs> 
all the neighborhood people start to identify with the penis. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> That's all we know about Stockholm. <laughs> that they can they 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 are one with the the painter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, and we'll link to that article so you can see the picture if you if you'd like. On and off beat podcast. All right, well, that's it for this episode, folks. Uh, For more information and links to the news stories we talked about today, go to our website, oddandoffbeat.com. We also have the photo meme contest. It's a favorite. We have uh, had some recent awesome winners. There's some awkward ones. There's some great ones. You can follow those on the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and on the website. Yeah, so we post a photo. You leave a cool caption. Best caption, we send out some cool prizes. Right now we've been sending out stickers, Mm -hmm. on and off beat uh, podcast stickers, and uh, sometimes we throw in some other stuff. Yeah, one day we'll throw in cash. Yeah, maybe. Uh, If your daughter will help us out. (laughs) The $5 in there. We have to Submit a business plan to her before she invests <laughs> in our podcast. To <laughs> a, a diagram for a pie chart, a PowerPoint presentation to her. Our expense to debt ratios. <laughs> She's gonna run a credit check on us. Uh, yeah, so uh, lots of good stuff. It's fun for us to uh, sift through all the funny comments and choose the best one. Yeah, and, and so uh, yeah, it's awesome. So thanks for uh, the, those people who are contributing funny content, and congratulations to, to the people who are rocking our stickers. Yes, hell's yeah. Um, so you can see that, like Louis said, on all the social network sites. Also, please send us your weird uh, news stories. And it doesn't have to necessarily be something that you want us to talk about. Maybe it's just something weird that happened in your life that we'd love to hear about. Yep. Like the story about a funny story about me is I lost my virginity twice. Yeah. We'll tell that a different cliffhanger. Once, once was in the wash at a laundromat. <laughs> I'm a born-again virgin. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, so send us your weird news stories. Uh, or, like I said, your weird story. We, like, we love weird stuff. Yep. Like, we're all about it. And you can do that. Info at oddandoffbeat.com. Where, where, you go, where can people see the Louis Fox show this week? Oh, man. Uh, the 19th to the 21st, I'll be at the Whidbey Island Area Fair. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, and Whidbey yeah, I'd be bragging all about I that. I know. They're putting us up. Uh, I guess the last year they put us up at this cool bed and breakfast. We were the only people there. Oh, nice. But it was like a community center bed and breakfast. So so in the morning there was elderly people there yeah. crocheting. <laughs> yeah. They had bingo. <laughs> bingo. Late night bingo at 10 o'clock a.m. But we one night, me and another act, we walk, we, we we get back to the place and we start smelling like cooking. So we find we go, follow down these weird halls and there's like a giant industrial kitchen and these two like exchange students cooking dinner and they made us dinner. It was pretty sweet. Wow. Were they put up there by the fair also? No, they were running the... The exchange students? Yeah. Oh, right. (laughs) We thought we were going to get education. Like, no, we're just running a senior center. (laughs) Now we're just cooking for two sweaty dudes at 10 p.m. (laughs) Have I seen this? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. That was a different one. That was a different place. But the same venue. We did this this fair together a few years ago. Yeah, that, uh, (laughs) that was the lady who had the trampoline. I don't remember this. Oh, so the lady leaves us a note when we check in. Um, to, to the house and she's like hey we like to have lunch with everyone or dinner who stays in our house and we're like we're at the fair all day we can't do it yeah that's no way I'm not interested and in she's that. like well what if I come to the fair and have lunch we're like no what? and then finally like the third day she goes we have a trampoline at back out back at least jump on the trampoline 
<laughs> so weird. So, so I run into her like at the end of the third day coming back and she's like, have you jumped on the trampoline oh yet? Oh my goodness. Jeez. <laughs> like, yeah, I jumped on the trampoline. It was awesome. I wonder how extreme she would have gotten if you wouldn't have jumped on the trampoline. Oh yeah, it would have been like misery. I have a 30-year-old daughter you have to sleep with. If you're not going to jump on the trampoline. <laughs> At least jump on my daughter. <laughs> Such a weird, like, you know, like... I do I do remember, I think I met her at that fair, the woman who ran the... Yeah. And I remember we, I had to sleep in a bunk bed. Yeah. It was... Uh, well, yeah, but so we both weird. had bunk beds, but on opposite sides of the house. So weird. Or I slept, like, in a weird, like, walk-in closet. It was unusual. Yeah, uh, that's bizarre. I do remember that. So what do, you, what do you got coming up? I am performing... I'm looking at my schedule now. It says I'm recording a podcast. Nice. Uh, so I'll be in this podcast room uh, this week, which you won't be able to see me at unless you're uh, hanging out outside this window, which I hope you're not. I'm going to be on the Disney Wonder, headed to Alaska. That, nice. That's like my life, is I live in Cuba and Alaska. Yeah. Completely opposite. The 50th and the 51st state. A lot of people don't know this. In uh, 1537, Cuba and Alaska went to war. Oh, did they? Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Sounds, sounds like a real fact. <laughs> so I'll be performing on a Disney cruise, uh, doing my show. I also have my museum is going to be at a uh, Celebrate Hillsboro in Hillsboro, Oregon. Oh. That'll be on July 21st. So if, you wanna, if you're in the Portland area, come out and check out the uh, Museum of Curious Things. Now, Hillsboro's cool. That's where um, I believe there's a McMinimins, which is a brewery chain. Uh, in the northwest, in the yeah. northwest, and I think that's where they have a haunted uh, uh, hotel um, in Hillsboro. I'm pretty sure it's in Hillsboro. I could be wrong. Though. I've been to the McMinimins in Hillsboro, and uh, they do have a hotel. I don't know if it's the haunted. Is one, Is it though. the old Mason home? Uh, maybe I have no idea. So I'm pretty sure it was that one. And my daughter and I went to. We were pulling your trailer last year. Oh, we, we were pulling the, the museum last oh, year. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's come full circle. Look at this. And I go to the, the the waitress, and I'm like, "This place has to be haunted." And she goes, "Go to the desk and ask to see the haunted log." I'm like, "Haunted log? Like there's gonna be this log? Like the thing from Twin Peaks?" I, I've never seen Twin Peaks. What? What? <laughs> Okay, keep going. I'll just, right. I'll just erase that from my memory of our friendship. <laughs> so, I'm expecting to see like a piece of wood, and she hands me like a log book of people where they oh. write their. I was never more disappointed not to see yeah, like w- a, a. Wait, so was there a dead person, a ghost that had signed the book or something? Like, no, so so the people write their ghost experiences. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. All so, right. Well, pre- so, yeah, pretty sweet. Make a weekend out of it. Go down there. If that's the one, if it's the old Masonic home. <laughs> and uh, if you're listening and you have a ghost story, I'd like to hear your ghost story, because I actually don't believe in ghosts. Have I shown you not shown you the ghost picture? No. Oh! That you have a picture of a ghost? I have a picture of a ghost. Like ha- of like you uh, just hanging out with a ghost, or like a no. ghost right. sort of uh, photobombed your selfie or something? I or? was in Marysville, California, which was going to be the capital of California, the guy, the guy, I, this place is haunted. It's an old, old bar. Turns out there was a brothel upstairs. So I go to the guy. I'm like, hey, can you give me a tour of the, the, the brothel? And he goes, oh, we do tours around Halloween. He goes, but I'm closing up, so I got to get back to the family. And I'm like, I'll give you 20 bucks. He's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Andrew Jackson or my family. <laughs> so he takes me upstairs, and we, we give me the tour. And there's a peephole. There's like a bar where like the girls go. And then there's the the hall with all the rooms uh-huh. and there's a peephole at that door that leads to the hall and he goes I was giving a guy a tour up here or a group and a guy took a picture through the peephole and 
he sent me the picture the next day, and there was a picture of an image of an old, like, grizzled miner. Mm. And so I look through it. I'm like, oh, I don't see a miner, you know. And then I hold my phone. I'm like, I'm going to take a picture. I look at it the next day. Old grizzled miner no in that picture. Way. Yeah. No way. Oh, it's there. I'll put it on the website. All right. I'd like to see that. So if you want to see this uh, faux whatever Louis thinks is a ghost <laughs> photo. This, uh, this, fo- this photo. <laughs> fo- <laughs> ghost. It's Louis's ghost photo. Uh, check it out. Uh, you're going to put it up on the site? And yeah. Can we, can we put it on one of the social sites or just Yeah, we put it. Yeah, 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 no, it's, I have my copyright. I can't, I it's on lockdown. I don't know. <laughs> the rumor, ha- legend has it. And if you, share, if you <laughs> share the ghost picture on more than the one social site. will show up in yeah. your house. He's going to Bloody Mary you. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thanks so much for listening to this ninth episode. And uh, we hope you have a weird week. We're out. Peace out. Thanks for listening to the odd an offbeat podcast stay weird today's show is sponsored by the font century gothic make an impression that will last 100 years use century gothic